Hello everybody, welcome to another uh, audio commentary. Today we are watching That's My Boy. Now you might wonder why we're watching That's My Boy. And uh, it's because, shock of shocks, um, Mike likes this movie. I kind of, I, I, I find it entertaining. I wouldn't say I like it though. <laughs> now we're both drinking a little bit in order to be able to watch the movie. But yeah, I, I usually watch this movie when I drink heavily, and uh, I'm already at a point oh eight. <laughs> so you better not catch up. This podcast is partially sponsored by Alcodroid, so uh, download Alcodroid. Tells you where you're at. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, are in Massachusetts in 1984. Uh, the 80s. Um, Adam Sandler loves his 80s stuff. You should have pointed out that we started the uh, the movie as soon as we started the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, go back and start playing it as soon as we start talking. <laughs> what I think it was weird, weird here is uh, his friend in the green shirt. He looks he's a he looks like a young Andy Samberg. He really does, and he looks very young. And isn't uh, this? I, I don't remember her name. She's uh, Susan Sarandon's daughter, though, isn't she? Yeah, her name's uh, Eva Amore. <clears throat> and uh, if you want to see uh, the Alf lunchbox, if only uh, he knew what Max Wright would be up to later. <laughs> oh, Max Wright! Uh, if you uh, if you want to see uh, Eva Amore naked, um, and why wouldn't you? I would suggest uh, that you watch Californication, the uh, David Duchovny show. Okay, she, yeah, she... I wanted to see that. I never have. Uh, and if you want to see her mom, Susan Sarandon naked, you could watch uh, Pretty Baby, or Atlantic City, or Never. The Hunger, or Sweetheart Stance, <laughs> nope, not that or either. Or White Palace. Have not seen that. She's been naked in a lot of films. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, they look a lot alike. Yeah, they definitely. You know what a uh, movie I know Susan <laughs> Sarandon from mostly. What's that? The uh, client. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, Bradley Renfro. Brad, uh, what's he up to these days? Brad Renfro. I th- isn't he dead? Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I think the last time someone saw him, he was hanging by his neck in his fucking closet. No, I think he actually uh, died of a heroin overdose. Oh, did he? Okay. Uh oh. This is this part makes no sense right here. Uh-huh. When he's talking to her in detention. Oh, by the way, that's a Lithuania flag in the background. Yeah. I don't know if you caught it. Weird, but that's just gross, uh, chewing someone else's gum. Yeah, that doesn't it's not sexy to me. No. But I mean she does seem like the type who's not like, you know, who's kind of unhinged if she's like banging like a thirteen year old. Yeah, you know, for a comedy, the premise of this movie is really weird. <laughs> Cause it, it, yeah, star- it it starts with statutory rape. It's a dark premise, but it's not a dark movie, which is very odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if this movie, like you could almost see the in- like this screenplay could almost have been like a uh, a blueprint of a drama about like people with sexual dysfunction and stuff. And no spoiler, yeah. no spoiler alerts in case you, you know what you're watching this for the first time for some reason with our audio commentary instead of actually listening to it. But, uh, there are more sexual dysfunction later. Yeah. 
Don't mean to you, but this is like he's just sitting there the whole time, and they just pay no attention to that kid. Yeah, it's weird. That's very odd. Weird. And why did he buy the wine coolers? Yeah, I don't get that either. Because I mean, like, it's what's what's more depraved: uh, having uh, sexual relations with your teacher or selling um, wine coolers to a minor. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, don't worry, I have the YooHoo. I'm not up to any shenanigans. Let's <laughs> fuck. But yeah, like uh, I think this this whole opening montage does really kind of show um, that she is completely unhinged. I bet you're really happy with the uh, choice of music, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. See, I imagine uh, uh, Adam Sandler must be a huge fan of Van Halen because in his probably one of my favorite sketches ever on SNL with mm. him and uh, Chris Farley for Schmidt's Gay. Yes, that's, that's a great Van one. Halen. Yeah, they play Beautiful Girls by Van Halen from uh, from the album Women and Children First. Yeah, I think that's one thing that Adam Sandler and I probably share is we're both, uh, we're both really big uh, Van Halen fans. Yeah, and- he, he definitely... Another thing that's messed up is the very opening tr- uh, little sound tit- tidbit is uh, from Rock of Ages by mm-hmm. um, Def-, Def Leppard. Yeah. I re- yeah, I recall uh, back in like the 90s when uh, the band The Offspring used that as a sample. They used, like a, it's like a four or five second sample. And I think they, it cost like, an insane amount of money. I was trying to look it up earlier. I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it was like in the tens of thousands of dollars just use that brief sample. Yeah, for, for Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah, so either uh, um, the cost, so either they paid like a ton of money just for that brief sample, or uh, the value of a Def Leppard sample has plummeted <laughs> dramatically in the uh, years since the Offspring. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, uh, they didn't get any funnier, so that just must mean that uh, the show sucks now. Well, you'll see later. Uh, I you know it's funny too because like the. The way this is played is really, you know, it's it's played as a fantasy. Like, all the kids think he's the coolest in the world. All the adult guys think he's the coolest in the world. Because, I mean, she, she is objectively hot. <clears throat> but, yeah, she's all right. But, um, like, I, I just don't really see that playing out that way. And yeah, this judge is a bizarre choice for a judge, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looks like uh, she looks like they found her on the street. He's just let her out of prison. <laughs> I think if this is a true story, maybe that's the uh, person that this story is based on. <laughs> yeah, I like how uh, like they just didn't use protection. I mean, what they didn't know in 1984 that you could uh, wear prophylactics. Well, you know, only sailors use those. Yes. <laughs> She's just letting them cream pyre the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, God. That just makes it so much worse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and she's the adult in the situation. Yep. Yeah. And this is a spoiler for later in the movie, but later it's like, what is it, 30 years later or something like that? Something like that, yeah. And she's still in prison? How fucking long is a sentence for this? <laughs> I don't know. And people have murdered people and been out of jail quicker than someone who uh, lets some uh, teenage boy cream pie them all day. Oh, God. Oh, do you now? And I love how he becomes like a celebrity based on this. Based on the fact that he fucked his teacher. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't. I don't know. I, I guess, you know, in, 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 the, in the 80s, there was less uh, media. There were less channels, fewer movies, stuff like that. So, uh, um,. You know, celebrities came out of the woodwork everywhere. 
Yeah, again, uh, this is another music choice that seems very expensive. Uh, Free Will by Rush. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, and, they don't they don't seem to skimp on music choices for uh, no. for his movies. You know, what's funny is even though, like that old lady is like, oh, this guy looks like he could keep a fucking heart on. He's thirteen, and you're like sixty. Yeah, okay. like the Alan Thick slash uh, Ian Ziering. However, I would say that might be an anachronism. Would Ian, it's a top-rated movie of '89. Would you put Ian Ziering in '89? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think probably early '90s. Yeah, that's what I think too. And the uh, the two Corys, I mean, that's a that's a tragedy all over the place. Oh God, yeah, yeah. One of them's dead, and the other one is the reincarnation of Michael Jackson. Oh, does he say he's the reincarnation of Michael Jackson? No, he just dresses and acts like it. Yeah, and he like has weird spellings for all his music. And again, another Rush reference: the car has the twenty one twelve, I think, in the hood. Yep, that's right. And I don't understand. I mean, Donnie Bird, why does he have a cassette player? That makes no sense. A, a CD player is like fifty dollars at this point. Yeah, there's yeah, and so like the obviously, as as anyone who's watched it knows or can see the the central conflict of the movie is that he owes money in taxes. And he, um, you know, he's thinking he wants to get, he doesn't want to, he wants to use his kid in a way, but he doesn't want to use his kid like for money. He doesn't want to ask him for money. He wants to use him because he wants to, uh, get on TV again. He, he wants to get like famous again. Yeah, he, I mean, he just wants to not go to jail, but it's, there's so many parts of this movie that just like strike me as like such weird lines that are very memorable. Mm-hmm. This is one of them where he's like, oh, that jawline, you know, like the way he says that is so odd. <laughs> It's and then when you're for- it's weird because like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ted or like Ted Two, um, yeah, I've but, seen the first one. But uh, you know, I don't know if they do as much in the first one as they do in the second one. But they, you know, like because he Seth MacFarlane's from the New England area too, and um, he talks about Tom Brady as like you know like they talk about him like he's a god. I, I'm wondering if it's like kind of I think maybe that's kind of how it is in new england that they that like all the local people kind of talk to him like that and then in the movies they play it up like a little bit uh yeah that would make sense i mean i being from detroit i can't imagine what a uh decade spanning uh dynasty of any sport franchise would be (laughs) other than like other than the red wings i mean obviously the red wings in the late 90s early 2000s you know they were like the dominant team for a, a long stretch of time yeah that's true but, uh, yeah, the rest of the teams have not, uh, you know, like the Pistons won a championship, which was which was nice and everything. And, they, you know, teams have had successes here and there. But, yeah, not, not th- nothing like the Patriots. Oh. And then they had the, the uh, I mean, the Celtics were pretty good for a brief period. And they're coming back kind of. And then mm-hmm. even the uh, Red Sox, they just won the uh, World Series. So, yeah. I mean, of all sports towns, you know, Boston is definitely one of the best ones. For sure. What do you think first appearance of, uh, of uh, Leighton Meester and um, Andy Samberg? I was gonna say, what do you think of her? I like her a lot. Yeah, she's always struck me as like she's not necessarily exactly my like type, like in her with her body, but uh, I don't know. There's just something about like her face and personality, even though she turns out to be like really gross in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just I, I mean, I've only seen her in this, but I really, I mean, there's a lot of uh, attractive ladies in this movie. I think I think that's one of Adam Sandler's strengths is he likes to uh, surround himself with uh, attractive women. He knows what people like as far as movie his audience. He he definitely can play into his audience. He knows the people who want to see Adam Sandler movies. 
Absolutely. He knows his audience like really well. I don't like a ton of Adam Sandler movies, but um, but yeah, there are a, a group of people that, that like a lot of them. Yeah, see, I, I generally don't like them. I, I somehow saw this one. I think it was on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I, I mean, I, like I said, it's entertaining. This is a perfect example of why I like Adam Sandler and why I hate Adam Sandler, both in the same Yeah. Schwartz and Cameo. Like, Adam Sandler is super loyal to his... Uh, you know his friends and stuff, and mm-hmm. Nick Swartzen is in almost every movie from a certain. Oh yeah, yeah, he like uh, Schwartz. Yeah, all of them. Like, uh, um, sorry, I've had a little bit to drink. <laughs> Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. you know, obviously is a big one. Yeah, I like that this uh, strip club is called Bacon Legs. Yeah, Ciara, another uh, attractive woman in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what's funny though is he really like Susan Sarandon is is I mean like you know spoiler alert but Susan Sarandon is basically who he gets with at the at the end of the at the end of the movie a lot of times in these movies he makes sure that he's paired with you know this girl like what a woman that's like kind of like out of his league you know in in real life or whatever like um, Let, let's be honest Susan Sarandon is out of his league yeah that I mean for sure but. Um, but it's not like I don't know. It's not the same as like some of these other ones that he's been with, like uh, Colin, Sama Colin Quinn cameo. <laughs> yeah. Colin Quinn's in the movie for like five minutes, maybe. <laughs> uh, Colin Quinn, he's Colin Quinn's got um, some good stand-up out there. People should check it out. Yeah, I think one's about the Constitution, and the other one's about uh, like the history of New York. <laughs> it's like he goes to yeah. the history of New York and somehow makes it funny. He had some. He had a couple of one man shows. Maybe those are what those are. But yeah. this is fucking weird. I didn't realize this until very recently. That that that's Tony Orlando right there. Yeah, from Tony Orlando and Dawn. Yeah, I had no idea. Yep, that is uh, that's Tony. That's uh, tie a yellow ribbon. Not What's funny is times. he's he's really good in this. I had no idea that was you know or how he got. I mean, has he? <clears> had <throat> for this? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't noticed him in a lot of uh, movies. But yeah, he is. Uh, you know he's pretty good, but I mean, uh, when he's it really a perfect, com- he's a perfect Adam Sandler actor. I'll say that. Yeah, when it comes down to it, acting is really just saying things. <laughs> another another Adam Sandler regular is uh, the guy who plays our her dad. I I don't know his name. He's been in like so many Adam Sandler movies. He was in The Water Boy. Mm-hmm. He was on uh, Home Improvement as yeah. uh, very briefly. Yeah, he's Harry the Hardware Salesman. He's 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 like a character actor that's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he works a lot. Um, I, th- those are some of my favorite kind of actors, the uh, like not super famous people, but just like character actors that you know, like are believable in, in just a, like a variety of different roles. Yeah, and now I, I want to point this out. This movie has a great internal logic to it. If you notice, Adam Sandler is consistently attracted to older women, like his uh, mm-hmm. his mother. You no, know, like even this, he says, "Oh, this where he got his rock and bod from." You mm-hmm. know. I mean, that might be a callback. I mean, he's just probably bullshitting. But Adam Sandler immediately is attracted to the grandmother. Like, he just, like, clearly has a thing for older women. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, that that is a little detail that doesn't usually show up in um, in more of Adam Sandler's, like, recent movies. Like, they're, like I like, um, like, The Wedding Singer, I think, is good. Um, I still sort of have nostalgia for Happy uh, Gilmore. Um and you know, there's a few others, and obviously the the movies that he's in that aren't quote unquote Adam Sandler movies, um, you know, like Punch Drunk Love and the uh, 
the uh, Meyerowitz. Uh, uh, it's I can't remember the full name of it, but it's the one on uh, Netflix. And I'll tell you, um, Adam Sandler is a great actor <laughs> when he's yes. when he's paired with like you know a, like a director and a good script and stuff like that in some of those like drama movies. He is excellent. Everyone will claim that he just basically like finds like a exotic location and takes all his friends on for a long vacation for his movies. I wouldn't be shocked by that, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not as like widely exposed to it as you seem to be. Mm-hmm. I've seen like his earlier movies and then basically this. I mean, there's like a lot of movies that just look like shit or fucking shit that I haven't even bothered watching. Yeah, yeah, there's some, there's some bad ones for sure, but, uh, but yeah, when he's like when when he's in a movie made by like an actual filmmaker and stuff like that, uh, yeah, he's really good. Like, I mean, like, like. Yeah, I've heard that too. I, I like how he's upstaged by Vanilla Ice. Like, and they're like, "Oh, they won't <laughs> yeah. give him this every like, Oh, Vanilla Ice, <laughs> Vanilla Ice, that superstar for five minutes in 1991." Yeah, doesn't this guy look like a very similar to John Lorquette for some reason? Ooh, Vanilla Ice. No, no, Randall Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He really, f- he does look like John Lorquette. I feel that they could have just gotten John Lorquette for the same price. Probably, I think you know he likes to put the sports cameos in though. That's another one of his like Adam Sandlerisms. Oh, is that someone that I am not aware of? I thought I, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, that's uh, Dan Patrick. He used to be. Uh, oh, that's Dan Patrick. Yeah, he... I didn't recognize him. I, I know I've, I know Dan Patrick. I didn't realize that was him. Yep, but uh, you know Vanilla Ice is actually pretty good in this movie. <laughs> I gotta yeah, say. again, he's a, he's another great example of uh of Adam Sandler like you know character. Yeah, you know, I wonder if oh, 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 yeah, this barbecue sauce packet that line is another thing that just sticks in my head. I say it all the time <laughs> to my uh, my young. This way he says that line is so fucking weird. <laughs> oh. I like how like uh, I like how he's just like kneeling him the whole time. He's like, stop, collaborate, and listen, and then he's like, oh, your mom will give me the money, so he just. <laughs> He's like a fucking a- walking asshole who's just drinking like Budweiser all day. Yeah, I was I was thinking about using drinking Budweiser in honor of the podcast for my uh, drinking, but I just couldn't bring myself to it. I just cannot. I do not care for Budweiser. No, I'm going for uh, whiskey. Nice. In honor of the movie, I went for a uh, 15 pack of a uh, natural ice. Oh, nice, natty ice. Seven fifty. <laughs> in honor of your wallet. He went for that. Yeah, and my alcohol tolerance. I'll tell you, um, one thing that I hate about Adam Sandler movies, or like you know, like the more recent Adam Sandler movies, is the ton of product placement that he has in his movies. This one is not really very egregious, like at all. Like I'm sure that little direct TV thing in the back, uh, you know, they paid a little bit for that, but you know, obviously it wouldn't be a ton because it's not hugely prominent or anything, but. Like uh, like in Jack and Jill, I mean, the whole thing is basically a commercial for um, for Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, I would not see that if someone held a gun to my head. It's one. It's one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. It looks surreal, like so bad that you're like almost like outside of your body. Maybe we should watch that at some point. <laughs> like you're like like you don't you're not sure if you're awake or asleep or in hell if you're watching that movie, <laughs> right? Red Letter Media, who's a uh, they're a uh, YouTube uh, channel that does movie reviews and stuff like that. Uh, they did a a video on 
Jack and Jill, and it's um, kind of speaking to the thing you were talking about earlier about how people think that that he just uh, makes these movies to like give his friends money and take them on vacation and stuff like that. Um, and it's it's pretty it's a pretty good uh, little review if anyone wants to check that out. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, that reminds me of another uh, story from the great Norm Macdonald. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, um, but it's uh, Grown Ups. I guess Norm's very briefly in it. Yeah. And he was describing it. He's like, yeah, I, I know that I'm going to be in it for like five minutes because like, my character's constantly talking about like, oh, you guys are on the way, huh? <laughs> and so he just thought they were going to cut this part out and sure enough, they cut him out. <laughs> and so he describes after. He's like, yeah, after the movie, uh, you know, Adam's very generous. He bought him. He bought a... Uh, David Spade, Rob Schneider, and uh, Kevin James, all Bugattis, you know, because those guys need one. Yeah. And he said that he and, like, Kevin Nealon got, like, a fruit basket. He was like, I think uh, Colin Quinn tells this story, too. That's who it was, Colin Quinn, I and, think. And um, he was like, uh, me and Norm will, will share a uh, zip car. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> yep. Split a zip car, that's the line I remember distinctly. Uh, but, yeah, like... Uh... No, he is, um, from all I've heard, you know, and if he does do this, if he makes these movies to give his friends, uh, you know, like a vacation and, and get them money and stuff like that, I, I don't fucking care, honestly. Oh, here's the entrance, the uh, big entrance. Oh, yeah. Got a trash bag. For, yeah, for he does A constant uh, Budweiser. Yeah, it's clear that, um, that Donnie Berger never really grew up uh obviously he didn't have any kind of you know parental figures in his life and um you know he's definitely suffering from arrested development i like how like how you could just clearly see the contempt on her face just looking at him it's upsets her mm-hmm. well, in the background he's got his like uh what is it uh whatever car he's got with the uh rush logo on the yeah but uh you know it uh, it kind of goes to her character later because, as we find out later, she's all about beauty. This is true. But uh, yeah, how do I uh, think Spencer is an actual person that they can meet one day? <laughs> Spencer gifts. And you got all the spit take from my uh, Andy Samberg coming up. Mm-hmm. Right the, on his uh, mother, future mother-in-law's breast. The awkward cleaning. Classic. I don't know who plays her brother, but I feel like I've seen him in stuff before. It's Milo Ventimiglia. Oh, okay. Nice. He was on the show Heroes, and he's also in the show uh, This Is Us, I think is what it's called. Heroes, I think, is where I've seen him. His name sounds like a skin condition. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. No he, in this movie, he is like so like ridiculously like ripped in this movie. It's like insane. Oh yeah, it's like looking into a mirror for me. <laughs> yeah, if anybody doesn't know, Mike is uh, incredibly ripped. He, do, you do that CrossFit all the time, right? Uh no. <laughs> and I like that again, where like he tried to salute him earlier, but he wouldn't, you know, concede to it. But Donnie Burger's just so charismatic. He's like, oh, okay, I'll I'll salute you. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone loves him. Like it, it is it's you know, it's another one of those I think Adam Sandler vanity things where it's like even though he's uh he doesn't have a ton of redeeming qualities, he's just the most charismatic person in the world, which is like how he became oh, a yeah. celebrity and and everything. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, in this movie, like, his character definitely uses that to his advantage multiple times. There's many examples. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, this story is ridiculous where he tells how he saved his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes it up right on the spot. He just angers everybody about it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um the other uh a lot of a lot of Adam Sandler tropes in this movie, but like I said, um Product placement-wise, you know, at least I don't think it's... It doesn't go very far, as far as I can remember. I've only seen this movie once, but, uh... Yeah, as far as I can remember, it doesn't go super far. So that's... that's yeah, good. I don't think so. I mean, unless Budweiser's paying, which I don't think they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe they are, but that's that's not that big of a one. It's not that, uh, you know, out there. I like how, like, the ladies just love Daddy Burger. Like, even, like, his uh, future mother-in-law is just, like, staring at him with, like, you know, glee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one that uh, seemed, like, turned off by him from the beginning was the fiancé. And as we learn later, she's a vile person. <laughs> I, I can't even remember her name right now. Me either. Let's call her Red. <laughs> Obviously, we're we're watching this with the sound off and the and the captions on because uh, if we were to play the sound, that's a uh, enormous violation. No, I'm, I actually have the sound on on my ver- on my end at least. Oh, you do? Yep. That's cool. I can't listen yeah. to it. I'm fine. I've seen this movie so many times that every time I've been like drunk, so <laughs> I don't. I I think I I probably like it. I'll tell you what. Um. Everyone that's listening should go back to the beginning again of both the movie and our audio track and start drinking because you'll probably enjoy this more having drank. Oh, yeah, for sure. According to our sponsor, Alcadroid, I'm at uh, .108, <laughs> so uh, catch up. .108. Yep. That's awesome. I'm almost out of beer, so I have to go back upstairs in a few and get more. No. Nunchucks. He's got nunchucks. Look at this guy. He's a he's a character. Yeah. <laughs> Magnum condoms. Nunchucks. The, didn't those start as like? Oh, a, that's a. He's got a natty ice, doesn't he? He, he does. That's an natty ice. Oh hit. yes, perfect. I'm in. I'm in perfect harmony with this movie. <laughs> the Budweisers for downstairs. Now that we're here, I'm switching to natty ice. Didn't nunchucks start as like a like a jungle thing, like to beat back the the bushes and jungles or something like that? I think there are, are initially flails used in, like, Japan to, like, to beat rice. I could be wrong. Yeah, you're right. That's right. That's what it was, to beat rice. That's right. Oh. So many pounds of pressure you can get with that uh, nunchuck. Break somebody's arm. <laughs> I guess he just describes what a terrible childhood he had. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally just so, like, Adam Sandler could say a joke, like how his Cobra overdose on Quaaludes. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary. But did, yeah. The, yeah, oh, the, the, that's when we break. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, they did. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, they did. Uh, Sandberg and, and Sandler did a, uh, a song 
about uh you know people um like laughing during sketches uh set to simply the best called that's when that's when you break and uh, breaking character a little inside i know (laughs) and they mentioned uh they mentioned in the song uh that uh, we did a movie that bombed why would you mention that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, what's that like yesterday i think in preparation for this I've, i've been very excited about this uh audio and commentary Oh, I'll tell you oh, though. The need- yeah, the needles. Diabetes. Oh, but uh, I'll tell you, this is a nice little room, nautical themed. <laughs> That's a interesting. You're right, but it's an interesting observation. <laughs> you got the boat on the wall, and then all the pictures are of boats and of the water. Yeah, and that- and then later, uh, spoiler alert: the grandmother's wearing like a sailor suit, or yeah. like a it's like a, it's an old timey bathing suit. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we get fairly soon, maybe in the next fifteen minutes or so, we get uh, the most like set up joke. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like not a visual gag or something like that, but like a like a written out joke. It's a bait and switch. Oh, this one was pretty bad too. The Han Solo thing. I, I mean, I saw that joke. Uh, I saw that joke waking up in the morning and getting uh, ready to, you know, go to breakfast. <laughs> I'll tell you, babe. I haven't seen a reference that telegraphed since <laughs> since Samuel F. B. Morris. <laughs> well, this this is like there's a really fucking there's so many weird parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the whole discussion when he goes like to speak with like her his boss, his son's boss and stuff, it's such a fucking weird discussion. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? Is that what you're talking about, or, or I don't know what you were talking about specifically? No, I was talking about the the telegraph joke. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that. I mean, that's clearly not telegraphed. It's just such a such a bizarre thing to see in a uh, in like a traditional like you know commercial movie. Like mm-hmm. you'll see in a few. It's just so. Yeah. God, Tony Orlando. Yeah, I, I still can't get over that. I used to like, uh, you know, like when I was when I was a kid, his music was still fairly popular, and uh, although like his heyday was probably you know in the mid seventies, but um, but I like I used to listen to uh, some Tony Orlando when I was younger. <laughs> what else? I like. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, you like what? I like how he insists that he come to the party, but then he's like embarrassed when he's actually there. Yeah. Well, look at him in those shorts and a, a tie, yeah. a tie tied to nothing because he's wearing a regular t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, what else has yeah. has oh, the, oh, uh, what's up? <laughs> what else has um has the fiance been in? Uh, she was in some like show. I don't know. Was it Gilmore Girls? Something like that. I looked her up before because uh, I find her quite attractive, but I couldn't find out what it was. I can't remember. I know I've seen her in something. What's her name again? Uh, Leighton Meester. Let's see if I... Um... There's a lot of weird names in this movie. I thought she just flat out booze them. Uh, let, me, uh, let me see if I'm not too drunk to... Uh... To look her up. I got you, brah. 
She was on Gossip Girl as Blair Waldorf. I never, never watched that. Either. I like how again he refers to the burrito, burrito bandito. <laughs> what a fucking dick. The burrito bandito. Oh god. Oh, here comes the weird like tales of like their masturbatory stories from their youth. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. And just just putting a movie is odd. Yeah, like like you said, this in a a mainstream like wide released Hollywood movie is just you know it is um this is R rated I believe right. Um, I don't know. There's no explicit nudity that I can remember. I think, but uh, yeah, it's. It... I think it's R rated, which at least is a little nice because it allows you to. A little more. Oh no, 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 that's not true. The uh, the stripper is quite nude at certain points. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, another SNL alum, uh, Rachel Dratch and uh, Will are no, that's not it. Will something? No, it's Will Arnett. Oh no, yeah, yeah, that's Will Arnett, isn't it? No, Will Arnett's a guy who who's on Arrested Development. Oh yeah, yeah, he's um, oh oh. He's on he was on the, the last, last man, man standing, last man on Earth, which I, which I think is canceled. Not last Shit. man standing, What's last it? man on no, Earth. No, that's a Tim Allen. That's with uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, the last man on Earth, which is a really good show. It wasn't canceled. Will Forte. That's it, Forte. Um. Yeah, I think it was canceled, but it, it's uh, it was an it's an excellent show. Everyone check out uh, it on Hulu or wherever and get the first yeah. seasons. More like last season on Earth, am I right? <laughs> it was on for a while, but I, I like Will Forte a lot. I think he's very funny. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Really? Yeah, I don't find him that great. I didn't like him on Saturday Night Live, but I like him on uh, Last Man on Earth. And he's uh, I like him in di- some different movies that he's been in. But he uh, he was in a movie about the life of um, of uh, gosh I can't think of his name now but one of the creators of uh, the National Lampoon. Oh yeah yeah I, I know what you're talking about. I, I watched a little bit of that. I've heard he's good movies. I just have not really watched. Here's another weird line that sticks with me: is Battle the Brainiacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like such a weird thing to say. I like how Will Forte is like he. I think he describes like he like he's 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 his best man, but he was just, like some guy who was like vaguely in the office with him at the same time. Yeah, well, it it, it goes to show, um, you know how like isolated Andy Samberg's character is, and and you know he's always felt like uh, like a uh, outsider because of how he was born, and and he's just obviously ashamed. Uh, what's odd is like this movie, even though it's a ridiculous premise, it's actually like. Well researched or not, not researched but thought out. You know, it makes logical sense for the most. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this does fit together logically, like you said. Yeah, a lot of SNL people like you know uh, Sandler loves his Saturday Night Live roots. Let's uh, say that much. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's tons of people that were you know in this movie alone. Andy Samberg was on SNL at the time. Mm-hmm. Rachel Dratch, obviously. Um, Will Forte was And we have uh, Will Forte or Arnett, whatever we want to call him. <laughs> Will Arnett is... I like Will Arnett better than Will Forte. No offense, Will Forte, because I know you're going to listen to this. Yeah, 
cool at Forte. You'll get another show. Leave <laughs> us alone. Uh, but I like Arrested Development a lot. Yeah, I watched it initially. I wasn't really into it so much. I like how uh, Han Solo is just like super panicked at the very prospects of being sports. <laughs> you know, I, I take it back. Look at the look at the background. There's so many fucking ads on this like his private little league uh, field for his son. Let's see. Oh yeah, New Balance. <laughs> I think. I wonder now. See, I wonder if that is a recreation of actual Fenway Park. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't think Fenway Park is like that heavily, like you know, ads everywhere. But I could be. Yeah. See, I'm not. That's one thing I'm not sure about because I don't. Uh, you know, I know obviously there's ads in um, in the stadiums and everything, but I don't know like if there's an actual Carhartt ad on um, on uh, the Green Monster. Yeah, I doubt it. There's probably like a lot of like digital ads these days. Yeah, but I do think true. if you look in the background, Bud Light. I mean, that's that could make sense as an ad because you know he's drinking Bud Light, right? But at least they're not like super egregious because you kind of expect to see it in um, like I know it's not a real stadium, but you kind of expect to see it at a stadium. Yeah, for sure. So it's not like super in your face. Not like a Michael Bay movie. Michael Bay is just a prostitute that turns tricks for money. I can't tell you the last Michael Bay movie I saw. It might have been, um, what's the Nicholas Cage? Is it The Rock? The Nicholas Cage movie where they're on a, mm-hmm. uh, Alcatraz? Yeah. That might be the last one because they're just so bad I just gave up on them. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a while ago. Unfortunately, I have to see a few of them for uh, the... Um, you know, the job that I do at, at Michigan Sports and Entertainment. But, uh, yeah, I hate them. And I hate Michael Bay. He's one of the worst directors ever. He's just He's surrounded like a, by gorgeous women. Here's him again with those uh, charm. Yeah. The uh, large-breasted ladies. And like you said, though, the mom is in there. Like, still got an older woman around. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely got like a fetish. Not a, I don't know if it, is it a fetish. I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would assume so. Well, you know, that was his first sexual experience was with uh, an older woman. So, you know, it does make sense that that you know that would become a fetish, especially because it was such a positive experience for him. Right. Mm. But actually, is even then at the beginning, he's like, "Oh, I'm not into girls anymore." So he clearly is like this determined that he wants older women, right? Another funny kind of part there is like he talks about his residual checks, where he makes like eighty five cents for the Donnie Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick's worse, and they're just basically like, "Hey, Nick, uh, you want to come on set and make some money?" I mean, he's barely in this movie. I like him a lot, but he's not in this movie a lot by any stretch. Swartz is hilarious, yeah. Oh, you know, no Norm in this movie. Yeah, that is a shame. Like, obviously, Norm shows up uh, in a lot of different uh, ones, but it's, you know, it's sort of hit and miss. I honestly don't think that Norm wants to be uh, like a big, I'm sure Adam Sandler before has said, you know, why don't you like play a bigger part in something? And I'm sure that he's been like, no, because he's never been super confident in his acting ability. No, I mean, he doesn't really seem to care too much for it. But he's, like, discreetly going out and doing, like, hundreds of, like, you know, stand-up dates a year. Oh, yeah, he's an incredibly hard worker when it comes to stand-up. 
<laughs> Taking a shower with shorts on. Speaking of Arrested Development, he's like a never nude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Tobias. Oh, man. Ta- tattooing your, your child's back. <laughs> oh. Such a like it's like I'm surprised that the, his kid wasn't taken away like sooner than this. Yeah, no shit. Because he's basically an abusive. I mean, like he he had no way to take care of him. He was like 13 years old when he was born. Right. Oh, uh, oh. Do you remember the name of that guy? Herbie Villagent. Yeah, I knew you would know it. Tattoo. Which is weird because I always, whenever it was on, when, when we were younger, it was on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I always want, I watched Fantasy Island, but I never really got into it. I'm like, after the, the, the plane part, it just, I don't even know what the premise was. Was it like a, all a fantasy? I, I have no idea. I think it was like Ricardo Montalban, and I don't, rem- I don't remember, like you, like you, I watched it a little bit because my parents watched it when I was younger, but I don't remember if he was like a magic sort of being or if he just had a lot of money or what. But uh, basically, you came to the island and he made like your dreams come true. I feel like maybe it was magical. I guess. I don't know. Oh, sniper. <laughs> no need to run. <laughs> what? Like, is that, that. That can't be like an officially sanctioned military thing. Is that like a. Uh, is that like a video game shirt or something? I mean, it's like there's like a lot of like weird like snipers, you know, shirts. Mm-hmm. Mostly worn by people who aren't snipers. Yeah, that is weird. At least this guy was in the military, although not a sniper because he's a private. Yeah, it's what's funny is like his insignia. As again, spoiler, we learn, later learned he's not in the military. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's like it makes no sense. Like it's not rational or logical. So I mean, if you. It actually pays off to the viewer who's knowledgeable in like military insignia, but I mean, who's knowledgeable in that in watching this movie? Exactly. It's like uh, it's like if you went to see Amistad and you noticed that they weren't speaking Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is one of my favorite Mike stories. We went uh, to see a movie. I don't remember which one it was, but um, they used to have uh, like little fun facts. Uh, before movies, and a lot of people know that Steven Spielberg is super, uh, like, hyper um, concerned with realism and stuff like that. And one of the fun facts that came up was that uh, uh, when f- making the movie Amistad, he made uh, members of the uh, cast and everything learn the uh, African language of Mendy. And uh, <laughs> Mike turns to me and says, who the fuck would know? Like, who's going to stand up in the middle of the theater and go, that's not Mendy, and just walk out? <laughs> <laughs> Can I go on record here saying that I don't care for Steven Spielberg's movies? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, they're, they're hit and miss with me. There's some that I like a lot. There's some that I like, like a really lot, and then there are some that I'm not big on like you know like the the ones that most people would think you know jaws jurassic park um uh schindler's list stuff like that head of the class that was a tv show i wonder if they had to get rights for that <laughs> howard you know, it's weird. did you did you ever watch head of the class oh yeah 
Remember the guy who played Dennis, like the uh, the nerdy guy in the back? Yeah, the fat one. Yeah, he's like one of the biggest producers for like Nickelodeon these days. I've heard that, yeah. But I guess like they're kind of like breaking relations with him because he's like very like weird and creepy around like young girls. Yeah, I've heard some stories that would probably be uh, slanderous <laughs> if we got into. But I've heard some bad stories about him. You know who wasn't up to that shenanigans? Max, right? Arv- Arvid. <laughs> Arvid. Uh, deep cuts for all you uh, fans out there. Another fun fact about Head of the Class is, you know the... I can't remember her name, the girl with the red hair? Oh, yeah, yeah. She uh, dated comedian Doug Stanhope for a while. Oh, she did? Yep. I like Stanhope. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, and um, what's her like? Uh, Givens was in that in that show too, right? Robin Givens. Yeah, right. Robin Givens. Um, later they switched from the guy. Uh, what I don't know his name. He's the actor who was also in WKRP in Cincinnati. Howard H- Howard Hessman. Yeah. Okay. They switched him off for Billy Connolly, who I think is like a really big comedian, like England, Britain, mm-hmm. Scotland, the UK. Yep. Both Britain and the UK. Right, all of them. Okay. Wait, notice here, he's looking at Hillary Clinton. Again, a reference to like an older lady that he just gets really turned on by. Yeah. Here it comes. Now, here comes the, uh, after this masturbation scene, here comes uh, the uh, the bait and switch joke. Here comes Donnie Burger. Yeah, right now. Well, in a minute. Uh, yeah, because he's like he's focused on the the young, the young one, but then, um, you know, he does look at the uh, the older picture too. Yeah, she doesn't do it for him. Or is he thinking about both of them at the same time? I don't know. Like a some kind of time machine menage to Uh I know as far as Time Machine Menager Trois go, what would you go with? Susan oh. Sarandon is not a bad choice. Susan Sarandon and her daughter? <laughs> no, Susan Sarandon herself with her younger self. Oh, oh, okay, so it's got to be the same person. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, that leaves out, like, Marilyn Monroe, because then it would be, like, you know, young, hot Marilyn Monroe and a skeleton. That or, or Marilyn Monroe in a very unethically young version of Right. Um, ooh, let's see. Um, oh, you know who, uh, maybe, um, Sophia Loren? Because she's definitely held up. She's like 80. Oh, she's still alive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is. So, you know, he's got a cold, you know, oh, he, he's, uh, he's been so sick and everything. And then the the bait and switch punchline will come out come in a minute. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Jan- I think Janetta Arnett, maybe. Is that the the um? I think the, I think that's the uh, the redhead you were talking about. The I don't think so. No, Leslie Bega. I'm looking at the <laughs> cast list right now. There it is. She knew the whole time. That's the bait and switch. Classic bait and switch. 
Fantasy Island was on for seven seasons. You know what's up when I look at uh, Head of the Class? The picture of the show is Billy Connolly. I know. Like, it's so much more famous for having Howard Hessman, Dr. Johnny Fever. It's Christine Hodge. Did you say that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's who it is. I can't tell if every name sounds weird to me today if you're just slurring them. It could be both. <laughs> no, it's like Christine, but it's spelled really weird. Oh, okay. And the last name is H-A-J-E. It's like K-H-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-E. Like, she's trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her, na- her name is doing too much work. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. Fantasy Island. Okay, so it looks like, I don't know, they say he's a mysterious character, so I'm guessing, yeah, he's just magic. Oh, here's another um, cameo from uh, James Caan. Yeah. I wonder if his mob connections uh, put some money into this movie. I'm sorry, alleged mob connections. See, I think James Caan would be able to retire and not have to do any more movies. Yeah, you would you would think, but maybe he just wants to work. Who knows? Could be. But yeah, I'm sure he's got. Uh, I'm sure he's got money. He's been in some. First thing I saw him in was I think was Misery, the Stephen King uh, movie. Yeah. Rob Reiner's Stephen King adaptation. Now I don't have the dates correctly here at all, but mm-hmm. I know uh, Artie Lang, uh, Norm Macdonald's friend. Yeah. Tells a story like it's infamous that like at a certain point like James Con like had sex with like every Playboy playmate from like a year span or one or a two year span like every single one of them. Oh my god, that would that wouldn't surprise me. I think he is a frequent guest or was obviously. Uh, um, what's his name is dead now, but uh, uh, Hugh Hefner. But I, he was a frequent guest at the Playboy Mansion. I read something recently too that I know it was him and I can't remember who else. They found like evidence that there was like tunnels leading to their private residences to the Playboy Mansion. Oh God! It's like a private underground tunnel. You just take the Playboy Mansion. It was some other people too. I don't remember who. That's that's kind of weird. I do believe you know like people might call us ridiculous, like a la Bob Barker beating up uh, Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. But I do believe that James Conn could kick the shit out of Andy Samberg. <laughs> that is believable to me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt that at all. Because he still looks like a tough old guy. Now, I mean, obviously he couldn't touch you because of how ripped you are. But, um, you know, I think he could take Andy Samberg. Everyone... I think my I think my 10-year-old could take Andy Samberg. <laughs> Everyone seems so excited about this. Because everybody hates him. It flies so far. It's kind of fun watching this without the um, the uh, sound on. Because, um, you know, it's like, uh, you don't, <laughs> I don't hear, uh, like, the awkward things uh, that uh, Andy Sandberg says to make uh, people hate <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dirty fighter. Yeah, bites the shit out of his hand. Well, he is an Irishman. That's true. That means he's had some drinks too. I I found the uh, I found the article I said I went earlier, and here's the uh, 
the list of people who they supposedly had secret tunnels to. Okay. And I'm not going to expand upon this because I'm uh, I don't want to get sued. But it's a Mr. J. Nicholson. I don't know who that could. Be. <laughs> okay. A Mr. A Mr. W. Beatty. No idea. Right. A Mr. K. Douglas and a Mr. J. Khan. K. Douglas, really? Yeah, you think it'd be M. Douglas, but yeah. who, who am I to judge? Um, well, I mean, I guess if these tunnels or whatever started in the in the you know like sixties or seventies, then that makes sense to me for K. I suppose that uh, yeah, that all that all makes sense to me. Those are all the kinds of you know those are all the people with reputations that I would think uh, you know would have something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just wants to everyone just wants to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but you know it does it does show something that he's the only one that kind of stands up for him even though they all love love Donnie you know Donnie doesn't care like he you know he's like I don't care if these people and that's the thing I think part of the um the theme is like Donnie doesn't really care if people like him or not he just wants to do whatever he wants to do and uh his son Han Solo obviously does care what everyone thinks about him, and he tries way too hard, and that's where he fails. You're right about this movie taking like weird turns, though. Because mm-hmm. we're about to, in a little bit, um, come to uh, another just like odd almost out of place part in this film when they start that <laughs> bachelor party stuff well that is a weird part yeah sorry I was just admiring uh, that jean jacket same here <laughs> a little bit of nutsack this why. <laughs> Stolen Valor, that's what they call it. I was trying to think of that earlier. Yeah, yeah. When uh, when they um, pretend to be uh, military people. And military people, as you would imagine, fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, wasn't the, 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 the dad supposed to be in the military, though, too? I don't think so. I don't know if they ever really say what he did. Okay. I was going to say you would think that he would know, but but I guess he just likes sailing. Yeah, or no, it's, no, that's not his house. That's his boss's house. Oh, yeah, that's right. That Tony, Tony Orlando likes sailing. Which is weird, because I thought that was um, uh, Sticks. What's funny, too, is you see like little like looks from like Milo Ventimiglia's character. Like When she embraces him and stuff, he like, looks like jealous. Yeah. Yeah, and the I, whole like wrestling thing from earlier, he was clearly like, if you look, if you rewatch the movie, it rewards you because it's like, oh, he was obviously. Je- <laughs> I just like the idea that if you rewatch that spy boy, it rewards you. <laughs> it really does, though, which is weird. But uh, yeah, like I, the first time I watched it, I kind of got it like a creepy vibe at the at the very beginning with them but then like you know I, I was like okay I just let it go and didn't think about it again until it comes up again later in the movie 
He really does that, look like he hasn't come out of the eighties with everything that he wears. Is that uh is that Frank Sinatra, the I like to eat lobster song? Yeah, I think so. I can't hear it, but I think it is. See, I wonder what they did in the Bachelorette party. Yeah, do they ever show that? They don't, because you know she's a fucking hoe. Yeah, seriously. Uh, she says, you know, your limits, and look, what, is, what are his limits? He takes Xanax to fucking change his clothes. <laughs> right, no kidding. Oh, he time. Oh, and this is a worst, uh, this is a worst ever Bachelor's party. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't mind going to uh, a place to get a massage or whatever. I've never gotten, like, a facial or any kind of, like, super spa treatment. But, uh, yeah, this is not what I would envision as a, maybe as a start, like the first thing you do. Yeah. Let's all go get a and massage. And another SNL alum, Anna Gasser. Yep. One of my least favorites. <laughs> SNL yeah, I think, I, think I thought she was. I thought she was good, but she wasn't on there a lot. Yeah, I didn't like her that much. I yeah, didn't... a lot of sketches she's in, I wasn't a fan of, but I think she's funny. I honestly didn't like Rachel Dretch that much either. Yeah, but her Debbie Downer sketches are like so much a classic that I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I am ready to be pampered. <laughs> what a dick. Oh. Yeah, I don't know who wrote this movie, but uh, this is, you know, upon reflection, this is one of the better written Adam Sandler movies. It does seem like they tried, like they actually put effort into this movie, unlike Jack and Jill or, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think he maybe thought he would capitalize on, like, the oh, Andy, Andy Samberg's pretty popular in SNL, maybe we'll, you know, make it here, but no. Yeah, and... um I don't like Grown Ups either. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like it kind of plays on nostalgia, which is fine, um, you know, for certain things. But uh, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I for one hate nostalgia. I know. I know. So I don't think you'd like it at all. Yeah, this is great here where he's got the five dollar bills in his pants. Yeah. This is written by David Caspi. C-A-S-P-E. Alright. What are some of his other credits? Uh, give me a second. I like how he thought that a $5 bill would give him, you know, a, the unlock the handjob mode. <laughs> right. Maybe at a uh, Thai place. No offense to the Thai, Thai people. Not a good one, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, they do that. Oh. They do that, though, because that's like, I don't know, it's part of their culture. Like, uh, I read an article about it where it's like, because they outlawed it, but they still find ways to do it. <laughs> the mas- uh-huh. the massage yeah. people. Because, like, it's just, like, considered part of it. You know what I mean? Just, like, part of a massage. What's funny is uh, this David Caspi guy is known for That's My Boy in another movie called Happy Ending. Oh, interesting. And one called Marry Me, which I don't know what that is. He's been married to Casey Wilson. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Good for him. <laughs> That sounds like a timeline of events, basically. Ha- ha- what was the other one? Happy ending and what? Marry me? Yeah. Happy ending, yeah. marry me, that's my boy. Yeah. Happy ending was before that's my boy, I think. You know, he should be ashamed for uh, having this fucking bullshit bachelor party. Yeah, I agree. 
Why did they just turn it over to uh, Donnie Berger after this? I mean, he was the best man officially. Mm-hmm. Oh, with that uh, stuff on his face, it looks like uh, he got bukkakeed by the Hulk. <laughs> if if that's okay, all... if that's green, I have problems seeing colors. I think yeah, it's green. I think it would probably blow their face off of the Hulk. <laughs> To a rip off of a uh, uh, mall rat, there probably just be a big fucking yeah. hole where the guy's face was. Right. I uh, blow a load like a shotgun shell on her back. The only way you can have sex with regular girls is with a kryptonite condom, but that would and that kill would him. kill him. <laughs> God, Jason Lee's delivery is awesome in that movie. There's another like classic, almost like vaudevillian type like speech by her. She's like, "I bubble wall." Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep, I agree. She is funny in certain uh, things. I never liked her in Saturday Night yeah. Live, but she is funny in certain movies. Yeah, this whole scene, I like this whole scene. It's pretty funny. Like, all the reactions to the, I can't remember her name, yeah. Sierra's mom. Yeah. Does she Does she ever have, a like, a time off? It's like she's there all the time. No. Yeah, she's always there. Oh. I like all the men like make comments implying they're attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Although I guess Will Forte is like I mean because of that one or two and three. Yeah. Oh, Will Forte. Yeah, this is definitely an R-rated movie. Yeah, I like how she's showing her vagina, but she's got like stars on her nipples. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this, like, the scene coming up with Sierra, like, I can't, she looks so, like, cute in the scene where she's, like, dancing on the bar with, uh, Donnie Berger. Mm-hmm. I like the quality of strippers, they have this, like, shithole, like, uh, you know, strip club. Yeah. And they got Colin Quinn as the DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like her hair in the scene. Yeah. That that's one thing I've never understood is people eating at a strip club. Yeah, I don't understand that. I know they've. Uh, I mean, I haven't been to one in a, like a long time now, but um, I've never gotten the uh, the whole. Like, let's get something to eat. <laughs> but a lot of them have buffets. I hear. I don't think I've ever been to one that actually does. But you know, I know a lot of them do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's weird around here. I think isn't you have to drive pretty far to go to one. Um. Yeah. I like. I, there's some in Detroit, you know, and then I think uh, maybe like up in uh, like Flint. I think it's the, the next closest place. Yeah. What's weird is there's a kind of a reference to another Adam Sandler movie where uh, the guy who plays this Donnie's future father-in-law is like playing with his nipples. That mm-hmm. was in a. Wasn't that in uh, the Water Boy? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Same actor doing the same thing? Yep. Maybe Adam Sandler's got something with nipples because uh, during um, wedding, the wedding singer, it's a different actor, but that comes up too, where he's like, oh. uh, where he's like, um, you know, your sister likes to play around with my nipples. Oh, yeah, it could be. Uh, the fake party's ending and the real party's about to begin. Yep. Yeah. 
this bachelor party went from zero to 11 real quick. Well, that's just the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, as far as the Android uh, BAC uh, calculator goes, I uh, don't know how many I've drank at this point, so. <laughs> oh. Look at that. What a, uh, what a lovely keepsake. <laughs> um, what, uh, what are you, you're drinking whiskey? Yeah. What kind? Um, uh, Jim Beam. Okay. That's bourbon, actually, you fuck. No, it's whiskey. They, oh, make, thought... they make a whiskey, too. Gah. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, their bourbon's good, too. This uh, David Caspi guy has actually been in more stuff, too, but... He's mostly a writer, it looks like. Well, he, he did a decent job. He won an award for a uh, worst screenplay for That's My Boy. <laughs> what, a Razzie or something? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's always the best way to, to pierce someone's ear. Yeah. Just, just jam it into their, their face in a... Uh, Stripper or in a uh, strip club parking lot. <laughs> They're very sanitary there. Yeah. Well, he did pour alcohol on it first, so. That's true. God, it's a lot of blood. I've never had my ears pierced, though, but I can imagine that it, uh, that it hurts. Yeah, I can only assume. I did pierce somebody's ear when I was uh, younger. When I was, like, uh, 17, one of the... Oh, Friends of mine who was a girl wanted her ear pierced, so I did it. Mark Peabody? <laughs> no, it was a girl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, her name was Jean. Oh, okay. Do you think the neck brace helps the blowjob? Or do you think it hurts it? I would, I would think it would hurt it. Yeah, not enough uh, neck movement. Here we go. Vanilla Ice is basically a fixture from now on in the movie. Yep. Uncle Vanilla. Uh, You know, he's not from New England, is he? Vanilla Ice? I thought he was from California. But I don't know. I think Miami. I'm not sure, though. Oh, yeah. That might be right. Oh. Those nuggets. Hey, there's a there's a uh, slightly overweight guy in the background with a Boston Bruins jersey. I wonder if that's uh, Kevin Smith in a cameo. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> To kind of tie back to uh, Kevin Smith's hockey obsession. Although I don't think he'd ever wear a Bruins jersey. Yeah, I don't think so. I like how he always has like a bog under his bar. Yeah. He comes prepared. 
Hey, it's legal in the state of Michigan now. Well, it will be. Yeah, in December 7th, they say. Mm. On the Todd Bridges cameo. The last surviving member of uh, What's Happening. Or not What's Happening. Different, uh, different Strokes. Yeah, because Dana, Dana Plato obviously tragically died young and um, uh, Gary Coleman's dead. I, I don't know that Conrad Bain's dead, but he's got to be. Yeah, he is. And I'm pretty sure they, Mrs. Garrett's dead. Uh, Conrad Bain was dead at the time of this movie. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They were all dead at the time of this movie. So this came out in 2012, right? Well, maybe. I don't know if Gary Coleman was dead or not. They're not all dead, though. Uh, the guy who played Sam is still alive. <laughs> also, Budnick. He was Budnick on um, Sawyer. Yeah, that's right. Is Gordon and, is Gordon Jump still alive? The guy that uh, the guy that played the bicycle man that wanted to oh. molest them. No, I think he's burning in hell forever. <laughs> Speaking of WKRP in Cincinnati, he was uh, he was the uh, station manager in WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, is he? I never watched that. Yep. Hey, look! It's uh, a poster for the the law. His lawyer, the law guy. True. Very true. How can they have a guy running around with a shotgun who just joins their group? <laughs> oh, what a uh, what a night they're having! What is it? Is it like nine pin bowling? They're playing some weird. I, I know those pins are like a specific, like almost like new, like kind of. I think it's seven pin, but I'm not sure. Oh, you could be right. Like I think there's What's only it? seven pins, but yeah, they use that really small ball. What's interesting is Donnie keeps changing up his beer, but they're consistently cheap beers. He had like natural mm-hmm. ice, but Budweiser, and he just had Rolling Rock there at the bowling. Yep. That girl that's watching them pee looks very young. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. He just fucking takes a shot yeah. at him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. Holy shit. Oh. He's got a lot of anxiety. Would you think uh do you think the anxiety makes sense? Yeah, I guess it would make sense. His dad is so carefree. Yep. I, I wonder where they're at. I know it says Massachusetts, but that's like an elevated train behind them. Yeah. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're in Boston or what. Yeah, maybe. What, what, what I like about here is both Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg play convincing drunks. They're not like over the top like most people you see playing like drunk people are. Yeah, for sure. Like especially Adam Sandler, like you could definitely see a, him as being like a drunk person, the way he acts and like his tone of voice is. Yeah, I think that is one of the harder things to do is to play stoned or to play drunk convincingly, you know, because there's obviously there's always a tendency to go over the top with it. Oh yeah, that's for sure. At uh, according to our good friends at Alcodroid, I'm at point one three two percent now. Nice, thirteen point two percent of your blood is alcohol. Oh no, point one three two. If thirteen point two, I think I'd be very dead. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but that's what that means. Point one three two is thirteen point two percent. 
Like if you get to like 0.5, then half your blood is alcohol. Right. But yeah, one three point two would be impossible because that would be a hundred and thirty percent of your blood. <laughs> I think that's such how a, it works anyway. Such a weird part of the movie here. He's like, he's, he's like, I'm trying to make love to my wife in like a random car outside their house. Yeah, why? Like, don't they have a place to live? I, I, maybe they're homeless. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that they live in that neighborhood. And like, cause, cause yeah, he doesn't say like my mistress or anything like that. He says that's his wife. And then, and, like says, and then why would you chase them nude? And like he says, make love to like, it's like a very secret performing in a car in front of like a random house. <laughs> right. Hey, maybe it's their anniversary and they're like kind of trying to like redo their, their first time, which was like in the back of a car when they were 16 or something. Cause they were that's- high school sweethearts. It's actually a very touching story. It seems like the back of a uh, 67 Volkswagen. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Oh. Andy Sandberg looks good with a uh, feather earring in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> he looks rock and roll. Okay. I like that that jockey's holding nothing. Don't they usually have a light? Yeah, they usually do hold a light. He's just got nothing in his hand. It's the emotional crux of the movie right here. This is where it all starts to turn. Yeah, it really is. Like this, I don't know if this is like probably like the official beginning of the third act. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. This is like yeah, the, third act like for the, sure. The movies are so formulaic. It's like, okay, you could probably like flash like a you know a title card that says third act, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of movies that follow traditional three act structure. Obviously, there are those that that don't, you know, uh, and there are those that really can't, you know, depending on sort of how they're written and and how they're you know what they're what they're made up of and everything. Like for instance, the um, the Avengers Infinity War movie. There's like ninety characters in that movie, and the way the way they have to like blend every storyline together, it's like impossible to do a traditional three act structure. But they still somehow find a way to make it seem like everything's building to something, which is nice. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I know you're not gonna watch it. I wouldn't watch those movies if I was in them. <laughs> Pocket nugget. That is you know, that Thanks is off. nice when you're drunk. Find something like that. If you were in the Avenger movies, who do you think you would play? Uh, um, I mean, like in reality, uh, like some Black fucking Panther. some bystander. <laughs> but I mean, if you were like, if you were cast as one of the but, uh, Avengers, yeah, um, probably. I mean, I'd have to get in like really good shape to be any of them, but um, probably. Like the Hulk, I guess. Like big bruising guy. Okay. That would That'd pro- be Hawkeye. That makes sense. You do have <laughs> a uh, you do have a keen eye. I'm very rarely needed as well. <laughs> and I like the implication that this old woman has a sex drive. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's biology. <laughs> 
Yeah, she would have long. I mean, you know, I don't see any lube around there. That would be like, you know, <laughs> trying to pry apart a grilled cheese sandwich. Well, he has a, a lotion he was using earlier, but oh, I don't yeah. think that's the best uh, thing to use on that. No, I think that would burn a little bit, but I don't know. But would you even feel it? That's true. Let's <laughs> denigrate more old people because they don't, you know, they don't listen to podcasts. No, they don't. <laughs> and they always hit the accelerator instead of the brake and drive through buildings. <laughs> That's true. It's always like an Arby's or a Taco Bell. This is kind of tragic because Todd's so in love with his uh, bride-to-be that he would have sex with her wedding dress. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does become tragic, but... Uh... And she cared so little about him that she just wore it in front of him. She's like, yeah, I don't give a shit this works out or not. <laughs> Oh man, I've been there waking up the next day like that. I mean, not you know, with my fiance screaming over her uh, jizzed <laughs> and puked undress, but uh, with that the lover boy earring, right? With that wide open mouth and uh, like you know, I can taste the dryness. Oh. Yeah, this is the point in the movie where she kind of like... I mean, it's understandable she's a little upset, you know, and everything. <laughs> but, uh, I like that she identifies that by smell, too, by the way. Yeah. And, and then and she, she tastes it. Like, that dress has vomit mere inches away from that. Why are you tasting that? She nasty. Yeah. She nasty. I like how he just laughs. Like, oh, you puked on the dress and fuck it. You character. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is strapped. Yeah. I think he's constantly uh, rolling with a piece. I thought even she's like kind of impressed. Like, oh, it's Vanilla Ice. Yeah. I mean, if I saw him, I would, you know, I'd be like, oh, hey, Ice. You know. I think that's how I'd react. Uh-huh. What's best is in the next scene where they're just like so casual wave hand wave cleaning the dress. <laughs> like you think at some point they probably have like a plot where it like takes forever to clean the dress, but like, oh we don't have time for that. Just go and it's done like in two seconds. Yeah. Uh this room's theme seems to be uh putting things in bottles that would be difficult to put in them because there's a seashell in uh, some kind of almost flask looking bottle behind him and then there's like three more around there I like how Vanilla Ice has a tattoo of himself on his back Yeah, (laughs) all the main characters have a tattoo on their back like a giant one it is weird it's an oddly specific thing for everyone to share I wonder who, like, the that painting in the background at the piano is a yeah. lot like the painting uh, that was in the um, the boat room. I wonder who's the artist. I don't know. I like how, like, uh, he says, like, he's like, oh, you're 13, you should advantage you. He's like, you know, that's just what the law says. <laughs> right? what, kind of, what kind of comment is that? <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I know that there's that double standard where it's like, you know, imagine this premise in reverse where it's a, uh, you know, 28 year old guy or whatever and a 13 year old girl, then suddenly it's not a comedy at all anymore. But, uh, I mean, there is something to say from the fact that, you know, any guy would be, you know, would not, would not necessarily be, um, you know, sad about Yeah, exactly. Even though, you know, I mean, you know, based on the law, they would be and you know, and who knows, she might have fucked him up psychologically. Uh, I think so. It certainly seems like it. He's definitely stuck in 84. Yeah. It's interesting you hear there's another like symmetry from the earlier thing when uh Susan Sarandon shows up, it's um, very like, close to the original appearance of her daughter. Yeah. Yep. Like, I think even the song is the same. Yeah, and she takes that drink from the um and they they obviously from the fountain and they obviously do her hair somewhat similar to her daughter's at the beginning of the movie. I think she's even wearing a similar I mean not the same color, but a similar orangey type dress in the beginning of the movie. Could be right. Isn't that a Kiss song? Yeah. I hate Kiss. I know. It's because you don't like the Satanism, right? No, I hate shitty music. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with Satanism. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, I'm not a big Kiss fan either. And, you know, they they definitely went uh, a long way to uh, market themselves with toys and shit. And coffins. Yeah. Kiss coffin. You know that, uh, you know that Dimebag Daryl is buried in a Kiss coffin? No. Yeah, he was like a huge fan of Kiss. Wow. See, she seems to be stuck in 84, too. Well, she's been in prison, though. That's true. But she does... She's still fucked up, though. Yeah. The nice thing, though, is that uh, the members of KISS actually donated the coffin to Dimebag Daryl's family. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't. They charged for it. Oh, I just saw Boom Mike. Yeah, but that, it's not—it's not like a weird mistake, actually. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It's the crew. Yeah, I think Kiss's um, slogan is uh, "We love money." <laughs> there he is, Dan Patrick. To be fair, they do have a lot of bad music, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know why they were ever popular, honestly. Yeah, I don't really know either. I guess the makeup. I guess. Sorry, I got caught up for a minute in the uh, the emotional uh, high point of this movie. I have to watch this movie with a tissue nearby. Because of the old lady? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I don't mean Susan Sarandon. Ooh. Ouch. No, Susan Sarandon looks hot as hell. Still. I wouldn't go that far, but she does look nice for age. What is, what is that behind them? Is that, 
Is that a drawing of someone meeting uh, at the? No, no, that's real people. That's someone in like a like a like a paraplegic or something like that. Yeah, no, it's very odd behind them. What is going on back there? Maybe like a make a wish person like was in the background. Yeah, they're definitely in a wheelchair or something. Oh, Titular line. <laughs> and ironically, he shits himself, so he really did need that extra wear underwear. Yeah. It uh, it came back. Those visitor rules are really long. Uh, yeah. Poor Donnie and Han Solo. Yeah. For sure. Does just holding your hand on the on your the back of your pants contain the shit from falling out of them? I don't think so. I don't know. I've never had a pants full of shit since probably I'm gonna guess three. Yeah, I don't know. He really does love Rush. Who doesn't? Me. That's who. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I always like Rush was always one of those bands. It's like, oh, we're wizards and shit. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, look. Uh, what? How? Did, that doesn't make any sense. How did uh, Kenny show up? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> did Nick Swartzen need another uh, daily fee and per diem to be on the movie, I guess? Apparently. This is going to hit hard. It's a gorgeous house. I'll say, I'll say that. Yeah. Being in the hedge fund business seems to pay off. You know, I love how she's discussing all this shit openly, too. <laughs> well, she, I think she thinks that she's the only, only one who's home right now. Yeah. Still, I mean, I don't know. I might go into a room or something. See, I'm confused, though. She might actually be talking about the photographer at this point. That's true. She might be. Because that is her. She comes up with that excuse really quick. I know he just, like, fucking like, tricks Phil in a public, you know? Like, he's <laughs> like, oh, no, you know, you're not partner, you dude. <laughs> Like how he says, I'd never pick you. Oh, God. You know, at first I thought they had a happy marriage, Rachel Dretch and Will Forte, but now I'm thinking maybe not. They have four kids. It's true. She picked the wrong horse. <laughs> Jamie, that's her name. Oh, yeah. Steve. It's a lot of champagne, man. It's an expensive wedding. I like, you know, like, I like how he looks confused, even though he, he really shouldn't be. He should look worried. Because he doesn't know that she was, you know, if she was talking about the photographer, he doesn't know. Right. And he doesn't know she's going to come up with that excuse so quick. 
What's kind of funny is you can kind of see Milo Ventimiglia in the background just staring intently at mm-hmm. He's probably interested in, like, oh, someone else is cheating on her? Mm-hmm. Or on him. This is the line for all of them. False accusations. That destroys their love of him. Where are they going? I want to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. The hotel, I guess. Oh, yeah. Here we go now. I could be wrong here, but I think the song that was playing when the bridesmaids were driving off was Drives Me Crazy by Fine Young Cannibals. Oh, okay. I didn't. I couldn't hear it, but I know how that song goes. Yeah, it sounded like it. She drives me crazy. Look how happy she is. She just wants to go fuck her brother. Yeah. Spoiler. You know, and it's so weird because, like, a lot of times when that happens, it's because they are, um, they're like, they're the victims of abuse, you know, and stuff like that. And so they, you know, are like, they're, they have a lot of sexual dysfunction. But, uh, in this movie, the, the excuse or whatever is just um, that uh, they're, you know, they're both attractive people and that's what attractive people do. They have sex with each other. It's like, not when you're related. Right. It's just, I don't know. Oh, oh wait, weird. listen. Oh, you can't listen. It's another uh, Van Halen callback. It's uh, David Lee Roth with uh, Ice Cream Man, is it called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember that from watching this. I'm Yaz Cream Man's Diamond by. Here's a funny scene like as to how beloved Daddy Burger is. Yeah. He just like goes up to one guy and like he just like, he knows he'll eventually find someone who knows who he is and will do a favor for him. Mm-hmm. Donnie Burger. He thinks that this is gonna make up for everything. Some ice cream. Yeah, here's some ice cream. Sorry, I said you were a cheater. It's such a uh but it, it's such a like teenager thing to think, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that he's just like literally frozen at like that, you know, age. Mm-hmm. Some of Adam Sandler's best acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if I would do this for my son. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Is this the ledge by Stephen King? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good short story. And the the movie wasn't bad either. Did they make a movie out of that? Yeah, it was like a short. I can't remember what it was on, but it was like I think. Oh, what's his name? Mitch Ferrer might have been in it. Oh, you mean Miguel Ferrer? Him too. <laughs> You can tell by how loud she is. She's just really loving this, too. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I guess there's, uh, you know, maybe she's got a fetish, too. There's those uh, things. I'm sure, you know, there's, like, pornos that are, like, uh, you know, family members. 
people have that fetish? I wouldn't know. I'm not saying I watch them. I'm just saying they. I'm just saying they. Yeah. I know they exist. No judgment here, pal. <laughs> I like how stupid Milo Ventimiglia is in this movie. Mm-hmm. He really does seem like a complete idiot. Like they look like. See, I, I honestly think maybe this was a. Um, maybe this was some kind of of a uh, script about sexual dysfunction that. Uh, because he looks like a little boy. Like, the his posture, his voice, everything right now, he looks like a little boy that's been caught. <laughs> There's a drama about incest and they turn into an Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's what he started out the script as. Like, is Meryl Streep available? No, she's not. Who's up next? Adam Sandler? Oh, we're going to have to do some rewrites on this. Oh, it's so gross. Instead of uh, breaking down and crying, we'll have him uh, bring ice for me at this point in the script. <laughs> Even the way Milo Ventimiglia talks, he just sounds like a complete dumbass. Oh, yeah. You know, I know that he can see what's going on right now, obviously. But I wonder why they think that anyone will believe him. Like uh, oh oh, he, there's a good reason you'll see in a few minutes. Oh, I know, but they don't oh, know that like, yet. But they don't know that yet. Gotcha. Maybe they feel there's like so much evidence, you know, in the past that people could connect. I don't know. Could be, yeah. Who knows how? I mean, like how much sneaking around they might have done or whatever, you know. It's such a fucked up thing, and that that's the thing is like this is kind of unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like um. Just her sleeping with the boss would have been like enough. Yeah. But I guess they thought, you know, this will be funny. <laughs> Imagine how loud they'll laugh if they see her fucking her brother. <laughs> they really, uh, they really go as far as they can to uh, to basically bury her character. Oh, dramatic push in. What's he going to do? God, there's nothing worse than kids at weddings. Oh, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Unless they're your kids, but... Yeah, aside from your own. Although on my wedding, my uh, three-year-old literally went to like a candy coma at one point. (laughs) I remember that, yeah. It was an October wedding, so like she kept going from... There was candy on all the tables. She kept going from table to table getting candy. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, we just saw her like laid, passed out on the floor, like knocked out. It was ridiculous. So usually at the reception, they're fine. But at the wedding th- itself, unless they're a part of the wedding, it- it's tough. Yeah, she was in our wedding. It was a very short ceremony, so it all worked out. But yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, your wedding was good. I wasn't talking about your kids. Oh, no, I'm just saying in general, you know, it... It somehow worked out in ours because it was a short ceremony and, you know, she literally passed out. Yeah. <laughs> I love his agent. Yeah, it's kind of a moral thicket. <laughs> oh. The oven mitt. Right in the feels. Yeah. Is that, uh, that's, uh, I can't see that poster behind him. I 
that might be. Yeah, I'm trying one. to figure it out. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. The one, the dark-haired guy, sort of looked like Eddie Van Halen, but I couldn't, I couldn't make it out. See, I, I would almost say it's Man of War, but I doubt it. I can't, I couldn't figure out who it was. That'd be a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. James Conn explaining how uh, he just, um, you know, hadn't been able to take his tunnel that day. Yeah. So he was upset. Here's the part where uh, you yourself didn't know. This is a deep cut to Grandma's Boy. Uh, mm. Dr. Shakula is a character, like a side character, and then some in the movie Grandma's Boy. Yeah. You know, after we talked about it, I think I actually have seen that movie, though. Like I think you, I thought it. I think I thought you were talking about Dirty Grandpa, but I think I have seen Grandma's Boy. Okay, it's a uh, Adam uh, Allen Covert, isn't it? And Nick Swartzen's like his friend in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, isn't it? Uh, I'm trying. Like he, um, they work at a, a video game place or something. Yeah, yeah, they're video game testers. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I have seen that, actually. That's actually a funny movie. Yeah, that was a movie that kind of surprised me, that I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I kind of listened to the Save My Son mix. He just like prepared it ahead of time, just in case. <laughs> Vanilla's Ice's car says, go ice. Yeah, they just imply that he still has the same 5.0 from, like, you know, the Ice Ice Babies. Yeah. You know who doesn't like the movie uh, Grandma's Boys? My friend Matt, he hates it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I. Good luck to the listeners trying to uh, trying to pin down what Mike likes and doesn't like, <laughs> because uh, Mike's got some of the most interesting tastes that I've ever uh, encountered. He likes that's my boy and hates uh, Jurassic Park. That's because I hate Spielberg in general. Yeah, I know in every one of his movies, you know, it's, it's like as compelling as the movie is. He plays like some like goofy part in it. Mm-hmm. Like every movie, there's like some little wacky scene. Like even in Schindler's List, like you know, it's like it's this harrowing tale of like you know the Holocaust and like the Germans killing all the people in the ghettos. And like, oh look, it's this wacky scene. Like this guy is making parts, and oh no, we didn't realize that you were uh, you know actually. The guy making the whole time is we're going to take you out and shoot you. And then when the Nazis are trying to shoot him, they're like fumbling with their gun. Yeah. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's hard to disagree with that. You know what you need in the middle of a movie about the Holocaust? Slapstick comedy. Right. Oh, bringing back the Walkman. Yeah. Yeah. As you can tell from this movie, Adam Sandler is very heavy on the salt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Look at what... Look at the wedding, though. That Those cars are backed up. Oh, yeah. Now, see, doesn't this take place in Massachusetts? I mean, like, well, I guess, you know, I guess there are some nice seaside places. It looks so warm, though. Yeah. Like it's and it's a- Memorial Day, too, so it's not like it's the, the height of summer. Right. Oh. Vanilla is crippled. 
I think he's, that's a New Orleans Saints medallion he's wearing. Uh, it's like a Florida lease, yeah. Yeah. Fancy over here. I know what a Florida lease is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh. There's Dante from Grandma's Boy. Again, the look on Milo Vintimila's face is hilarious. Mm-hmm. No, here we go. Like Vinalice is basically his hype man behind him. Yeah. Or is he translating for the deaf, maybe? <laughs> it kind of looks that way. I'd love to see uh, in real life like a person who's objecting to a wedding. That'd be mm. great. Yeah, you see it in movies all the time, but I've never seen it in real life. I'd be tempted to do that in real life just to see what happens. Take some balls. Donnie Burger has plenty of them. It's true. His sexual conquest helped him here. Tripping the dad. Oh, yeah. Such a weird okay. speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look how disgusted she looks at the concept of love. Like she's like, no, I'm just in this for the money. Yeah. Will Forte. <clears throat> Will Forte shining moment. She plays a sociopath pretty well. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, love, you tell all sorts of things. It's fine. Look at skin disease behind him. <laughs> skin disease. It's I like, you know, you I, I can't remember I tell you, Milo Vintimiglia. Vilo Vintimiglia. Milo. Milo? I don't know. M-I-L-O? Yes. All right. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> You're disgusting. Are you kidding? <laughs> he won't even say it out loud. I got upset vanilla aces when he rips the checkup. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I could have used that. They look very worried. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Sandler gets to do, or I mean, uh, Sandberg gets to do some acting with his face here. I wonder what she told him there where he says it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, what what would you think up on the fly? Yeah, I have no idea. 
<laughs> I just noticed the guy with the shotguns in the wedding. I yeah. never noticed that before. <laughs> it's a shotgun there, though. That's what I don't know. Oh, I didn't see it. Makes sense, though, if it was. Oh. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the guy sitting next to the dad. That's that's another Adam Sandler regular. Yeah, yeah, it's Dot. He's a character from Grandma's Boy, Dante. Oh, okay. Now, and he it. mentions early, he oh. mentions earlier in the movie that he's at a he's a ski instructor, which probably explains the set, which might make sense because it probably would be cold. But like you pointed out, it's they imply it's hot. Yeah. See, I'm gonna have to watch Grandma's Boy again now, and. Uh... And see these connections. Well, uh, December 6th, we'll watch Grandma's Boy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> A day that will, uh, will be infamous. Yep. Did you... Um, now, did, did Grandma's Boy come out before this or after this? It was before this. Okay. That makes sense, then, yeah. You know, did they miss a uh, did they miss a trick by not having uh, Tony Orlando sing at the wedding? Kinda. I assume he stays. His voice sounds strong. I assume he still got it. I guess I don't know. Like even though he's been cheating with her, he's like, yeah, I'm still disgusted by that. <laughs> oh, you know, it was a three way with Tom with uh, Donnie and Vanilla Ice. How proud she is. Yeah. That's a that's an effective move hitting people over the head with a bottle. Uh, a concussion always works. Yep. I do like how uh how people um seem to uh to act like in movies that uh hitting someone over the head with a bottle is just basically the off button. <laughs> like a yeah, human being's favorite. off button. Yeah. My favorite was back like in the eighties. There'd be like multiple TV shows where there would be like there'd be like a concussion storyline, and like when you hit someone in the head, they forget, but then you hit them again, they remember. So there'd be like multiple members of a family like repeatedly hitting someone in the head. Yeah. Yep. Whereas in like reality, they probably just die from all the head trauma. Yeah. Oh, who am I? Oh wait, I'm Mike Seaver. Oh, who am I? <laughs> you're dead. You're in heaven, now. and you're happy about that, Mike Seaver. Right. Yeah, he would be. The double bird leaving. Yeah. I like the good luck in prison cake. Yeah. Why not? Oh. Wow. Todd Todd Bridges um, showing, like, probably one of the only ones that didn't do that around that <laughs> set. Yeah. A big fan of zinc, Todd Bridges. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. 
heard somebody told a story about how uh, I can't remember who it was, but like it was one of their first movies, and they were supposed to snore cocaine, and they were like, "It's just like he's like, what are we gonna use?" And he's like, "It's B twelve, and um, he goes, "So how do I do it to where it, like it looks like I'm snorting, but I'm really not?" And uh, the director's like, "No, just snort it." And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's B12, it's fine. And um, he said, so they did like 40 takes. Oh and God. he's snorting all this B12, right? And he goes, um, he goes, uh, yeah, so I'm like, I'm up all night, you know, and everything and stuff. He's like, I didn't realize it was the B12. Yeah, I, I that's insane. And so is this part. This makes no sense. How would this guy win the race? Yeah, it's like, you know, they, they tease this early on. Obviously, they foreshadow it. And, um, yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I like the look, on his, I like the look on his face, though, as he sees the camera. He's just like, <laughs> yep, here I go. Oh. He trips and falls and still wins the Boston Marathon. Yeah, he chucks chocolate milk. That revives him. Yeah, he beats all the Kenyans. Oh, <laughs> uh, he should. They should have him die immediately afterward. What's also funny is, like, at that point, clearly his son would be able to bail him out of prison, but he's like, it's not necessary, but he still wins a marathon. Yep. Directed by Sean Anders. Yeah. By David Caspi. We know the great David Caspi from Happy Endings and uh, oh, yeah. Marry Me. Alan Covert produced it, the star of Grandma's Boy. <laughs> really? Oh, look, is this, is this another? Yeah, just said that. Is this another uh, Van Halen song? Which one is it? I can't hear. Um, I don't know. God, Leighton Meister. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is our uh, commentary for Grandma's Boy. Thank you for uh, joining us, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, watching it. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe this is the most enjoyable way to watch Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Dance a night away is what it is. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Actually, that's from uh, Van Halen 2. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that is the, the uh, commentary. Um, Mike, do you have any, any other tidbits or anything to say about uh, Grandma's Boys? We watched the, uh, the cast no. appear here. It speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, they credit him as, uh, they credit him as Todd instead of uh, Han Solo. Motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't like that. At all, yep. honestly, not even a not even a slash, just um, just Todd. I don't like it. I think it uh, betrays the character, if you ask me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we will. Uh, this will be up on Bandcamp for everyone. If you're listening, wait, to wait, this, wait yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I was out here. Yeah, I knew that his kid, the kids at the Lemonade Stand, were Adam Sandler's kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Rex Ryan was in this was as Jim Nance. Is that his agent, Rex Ryan? Oh yeah, that must be. That must oh, be. That, I didn't even. I didn't put that together. Leg up on the competition. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even put that together. But yeah. Wow, good for him putting his best foot forward as a actor. 
Oh my god. Oh, tripping. Um, but yeah, so uh, this will be up on Bandcamp. If you're listening to this, you're either a patron, and we'd like to thank our patrons, uh, Leanne Miranda, obviously. Um, and uh, so, <laughs> so you're either a patron or uh, you are listening to this on Bandcamp already. We will be back on Tuesday with um, our uh, third part of Kevin Smith movies, third part of Archie versus the Predator. Fourth. No, third part. Oh, I thought it was fourth. No, we already recorded we recorded it, the third part, but that's what comes out on Wednesday. Whoopsie doodle. That's a little behind the scenes, guys. We'll, <laughs> we'll be recording part four next, but you guys won't hear that until after Thanksgiving. Um and that's uh, a twist part. <laughs> and uh yeah, if you want to um if you want to uh write us one of you have a movie that you want us to do or uh, a uh, topic that you want us to get to on the massive late fee podcast you can uh email us at massive late or massive late fee at gmail.com find us at massive late fee on twitter and facebook and patreon and Bandcamp. if you want to send us a movie meal go ahead that's right we will take all the movie meals that we can get um you know, I won't eat them because, you know, I don't believe in that. But I will give them to my children and uh, I'll put pennies in them <laughs> and see where the uh, see where the chips fall. They're higher than I heard I hear. Yeah. Well, they have, you know, we have life insurance policies on them. So there you go. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, thanks for uh, listening to the commentary, guys. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Later. <laughs>